Hey, good evening. I'm so glad you've joined us here at New Spring for our online communion. And wherever this experience finds you, you may be at home, you may be with friends, you might even be in the hospital room right now. But through the power of God's Holy Spirit, we can be together this evening. And so tonight I'm joined on stage with some very dear friends who really are like family to me. And I think many of you will know them already. On my left is our executive pastor, Billy Poor, and his wife, Sherry. And then over here on my right, Dan and Debbie Kubish, and they serve on our team. And of course, to my left is my bride, Mary Alice. It's just sitting here before we got started thinking about how long this team has been together. Billy and Sherry have been at New Springs since 1991. And uh, Dan and Debbie, I think we met in 1987, didn't we? And uh, we've served together for a long time. Of course, Mary Alice and I met in high school. So uh, it's just a joy for me to be experiencing this communion with you. And we have also a couple of very special people behind me. Uh, we have our worship leader with us, Austin Renfro and Carla Lawless, who are going to be sharing their gift of music tonight. Just so glad that we could do this together. You know, in the first Passion Week, the week that Jesus died for our sins, on the Thursday night, he gathered together with his disciples and they first shared a Passover meal. And then he did something brand new. For the very first time, they experienced what we might call communion of the Lord's Supper. And you know, as I look back in the scriptures on that first night, music was a part of what they did. The Bible says that when it was finished, they sang a hymn. And so what a joy to have Austin and Carla with us this evening. And I know they've been prayerful about the music they want to share with you. But you know, I think about the song we're about to begin with, and it just really kind of says it all. Because of Jesus, we don't have to fear. We don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear that somehow we're less than what we could or should be. Jesus has made us whole through what he did for us on the cross and his resurrection. I think I shared with you last weekend that the last verse of Romans chapter 4 says, he was delivered over for our sins and he was raised for our justification, which simply means when Jesus died for us on the cross, he paid for our sins. But when God raised him on that Sunday morning, it was as if God said, paid in full, it's all done. And tonight, Austin and Carla are going to bring a song to us that I think sort of says it all. Just two words, blessed assurance. That's what we have tonight. And that's what we feel. So Austin, you and Carla, share that song with us. Born of His Spirit 
is blind. If you're watching at home, sing, this is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. And this is my song. Praising my Savior. Perfect submission, all is at rest, yes I am my Savior, I am happy and blessed, I am watching and waiting, looking and sing that this is my story this is my song praising my Savior all the day long this is my story this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. What a, what a great song, you know. I love the end, praising my Savior all the day long. Because when you think about this book that I hold in my hands, it's really all about Jesus. The Old Testament says he's coming, and the New Testament says he came. But this whole book is just about one person, because all our hopes are in that one person. You know, our hopes are not in a religion or a set of rules or a particular creed, although those things may have their places, but it's all Jesus. Well, on the night that Jesus was arrested, um, before that arrest, he had actually celebrated Passover, which was a meal that the Jewish people had been celebrating since the time of Moses. When the Israelites were in Egypt and God wanted to get them out, remember Pharaoh didn't want to let the Israelites go. And so God sent Pharaoh 10 deals that he couldn't refuse. And then on the 10th plague, uh, before God executed that plague, he said to Moses, tonight you're leaving town. But, he, but before they had that experience, they had celebrated the Passover for the first time. And God said to Moses, tell the Israelites that they are to apply blood to the doorpost of their house. Death angel is coming tonight. And when the death angel passes, that the blood is applied to the doorpost, that no one in that house would die. And when I was a kid, we used to sing a song. Uh, 
called, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And, but they had a dinner, the Passover dinner, and there were different parts of that dinner that had symbolism for the Jewish experience. So Jesus had that meal with his disciples that night, that Thursday night in the upper room. But then when the meal was over, he did something brand new. Right here on the table before me, there are a couple of elements. We have bread here, and we also have some grape juice. And Jesus brought out those two things that night with his disciples, and he did something new. So what I want to do right now is I'd like to just read the scripture, in this particular instance from the book of Matthew, and we read exactly what Jesus did. As they were eating, that's the Passover dinner, Jesus took some bread and blessed it and broke it in pieces, and he gave it to the disciples saying, take this and eat it for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it for this is my blood which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Now when Jesus did that, he didn't mean literally that the bread became his body or the juice, juice became his blood, but rather they were symbols. The bread is a symbol of the body that Jesus had. We know that Jesus did not begin his life in Bethlehem. He was the son of God from eternity past. But in order to pay for our sins, he had to come into this world and become human like us so that he could pay for our sins. But at the same time, he was God. He was God and human at the same time. But the bread represents the body that God gave him, which he offered as a sacrifice for our sins. And then, of course, the juice does not become the blood, but it symbolizes the blood of Jesus. Back in the book of Leviticus, the Bible says the life is in the blood. And, of course, before Jesus came, we were spiritually dead, and there must be life given for death. So when Jesus died on the cross, the blood, as I almost always say in every service, the blood that came out of Jesus was a currency that paid for our sins. And uh, Scripture says the blood confirmed the covenant. In other words... It sealed the deal with God. When Jesus died, the blood that he shed was enough to pay for our sins. And it's, it's, it's wonderful tonight to think about this, that no matter what you've done, no matter how big your sin, it can't be more powerful than the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is the most powerful substance this world has ever known. In fact, in the book of 1 John, the Bible says the blood of Jesus, God's son, cleanses us from all sin. So here's what happens. When we celebrate communion or the Lord's Supper, we eat a piece of bread and we drink some of the juice. And if you think about it this way, what happens when you eat, you're receiving something into your body. You open your mouth and basically you receive it into your body. Well, we're symbolizing how that there was a moment in our lives where we opened up our lives and received Jesus to be our Savior. You know, it could be that you're experiencing this online time together, but you've never really committed your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe you're with friends this evening. Maybe you just logged on and happened to be watching this. You know, I can't think of a better time for you to invite Jesus Christ into your life than right now, because when we experience communion in a moment, the very first thing you'll do as a Christ follower is experience communion. 
And Jesus said that we're to do this until he comes back for us again. So let me just say this tonight. If you've never really invited Jesus Christ into your heart and life, you can do that right now. All of us on stage, there was a moment when we recognized that we were a sinner. You know, some people will say to me, well, I've been a Christian all my life. Well, I I think I know what they mean by that. They mean that they've known about Jesus and had good feelings about him all their lives. But the truth is, there has to be that moment where we realize that on our own, we're spiritually bankrupt and we can't save ourselves. But Jesus came and he lived the life that we couldn't live and then he paid for our sins on the cross. And there was a time when all of us I was eight years old in the playground in my school in Fort Worth, Texas. There was a time when we all invited Jesus Christ into our lives. We received him. And I want to just say, if you haven't done that, why don't, why don't we just stop right now and have a prayer? And I'll pray it slowly, just like I do on the New Spring campus. And uh, if you want to invite Jesus into your heart and life, you can do it right now. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Well, I'm not brilliant, but I can call. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So if you're willing to believe, you're willing to put your confidence, to put your whole weight on Jesus right now, you can do that. I'm going to pray this prayer slowly, and then if you like, you can pray it with me. Dear God, I am a sinner. And I can't fix myself. Even if I could be perfect the rest of my life, what would I do with my past sin? But I believe you love me. I believe Jesus died to pay for my sins. I believe he arose from the grave. And since he's alive, I want Jesus as my Savior and King. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to let you know we have a gift, and you can text us and let us know about your decision, and we want to follow up on that. But isn't it wonderful that you've just invited Jesus Christ into your life, and right now you get to symbolize that by experiencing communion. And so... What I'm going to do now, I'm going to serve the bread to my dear friends on stage. And then I'll come back and I'll serve the juice. So wherever you are right now, if you want to join me, first of all, in taking the bread. And uh, I'm going to serve and you can do that right now wherever you are. Now you can take the juice.
I love the song Carl is playing right now. It takes me back to when I was young. Let us break bread together on our knees. And tonight we are breaking bread, remembering Jesus' body, and then remembering the blood that he shed for us on the cross. So tonight, I want to begin with a prayer, thanking God for Jesus, and then I'll lead you in communion. Our Father God, how do we thank you for your unspeakable gift, Jesus, that he gave his life for us, that his body was broken, and that his blood was shed for our sins. Tonight, we not only remember Jesus' sacrifice, but we look forward to him coming again. And Father, I pray that wherever we are, many of us are in the same city, but there are those of us all over the country and around the world. We pray that by your Holy Spirit, we could gather together and celebrate Jesus tonight. In his name we pray, amen. Would you take the bread and join me in eating? And take the juice and join me in drinking. So thankful once again to have Austin and Carla with us. You know, a few moments ago, I was reading to you about how that Jesus said the blood is the confirmation of the new covenant. And a covenant is just an agreement. It's a deal. And that deal is God's offer to us of eternal life. That God is, God has basically paid for everything. And all he's asking for us is acceptance. And that the blood that Jesus shed is the, it's the token. It, it is the payment that seals everything. Tonight, to close our service, Austin's going to sing a song that I've loved for so many years. And it's so true, in, not only in the history of what Jesus did, but it's true for us even today. The song is called, The Blood Will Never Lose Its Power. Will me. 
so true. You know, thank you so much for joining us for this online communion service. I pray that it's been as meaningful to you as it's been for us here on the stage at New Spring. And of course, just really 24 hours or so before, actually less than 24 hours before our first Easter service tomorrow night. So uh, looking forward to you being here either tomorrow night for that service. There are two on Saturday evening and three on Sunday. We can't wait for every single one of them. They're all pretty much the same, uh, but they're going to be wonderful. We actually had a service on Tuesday night for a lot of the volunteers who can't be in the services this weekend. And I was so excited by just the Tuesday night service. I didn't want to leave. So I promise you, it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, the whole service is going to be great. But our theme, is, our theme this year is Don't Cry. And it's taken from the exchange between the resurrected Jesus and Mary Magdalene. And it's going to be wonderful because it's going to help us to see the resurrection, I think, in a whole new light. But beyond that, it's going to have meaning for today. I can't wait for you to hear the song at the end of the service. I won't, even, I won't say any more about it. I'll, give, I'll start giving it away. But every single minute of the Easter service is just awesome. And our people have certainly prepared for it. All of our teams have worked hard to prepare and plan. But I want to say something else. These New Spring teams have prayed over every minute that takes place. They're giving their best, but more than that, they are committing this to God because our goal is to see lives change. So can't wait for you to be here, but I'll tell you what, you still have time right now to just start texting people. <laughs> and however you communicate with people, whether you message them or put it on Facebook, or just invite everybody you can invite to be part of these new spring services. And uh, I just, I'll tell you, as I, I told the, 
news media this week when they interviewed me about Easter, I think two things. That even if a person is in church for the first time in years or maybe ever, I think, number one, they're going to know when they drive on the park on the parking lot or drive onto the campus here at New Spring. They're going to know that they were loved and looked for and expected. But more than that, I don't think they'll be bored. It's going to be a wonderful time. So thank you again for joining us. What a joy to have the Poors and the Kubishes here with Mary Alice and me and Carla and Austin. Thank you so much for your ministry. Such a blessing. And you can't see them, but we have tech team here as well who are giving their best for the Lord and and uh, so for all of you on the technical team, I know that you labor sometimes off the screen, but we love you so much and appreciate you. And Jesus will someday honor you in heaven for your service and for all the thousands of volunteers here at New Spring that make so many things possible. We love you. We thank you for being with us tonight. May God bless you. We'll see you soon. <laughs>